Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. As always, I want to thank you listeners for uh, everything you guys have done for me lately. Uh, all the feedback, the sharing, uh, just all the support, man. It's, uh, it's I can never thank you guys enough. You know it's greatly appreciated. Uh, this shit doesn't happen without you guys. So, But uh, anyways, uh, it's Monday. I uh, hope everyone had a good weekend. I uh, hope you guys caught a bunch of fish. Uh, you know, granted, I know... We're on lockdown, so there's only so much you can do. But I hope you made the best of the time that you had with uh, families, and, you know, loved ones, whatever. Uh, I hope you were safe, uh, you know, practicing, you know, good sanitation, right? Uh, but uh, anyways, and I had a pretty decent weekend. Uh, Saturday I went out early in the morning. Uh, found a found a jig bite, got a good sized bass or a largemouth. Um, that was about it, though. The water was still cold. Water was like 38 degrees, uh, maybe 39. Um, it was a it was a slow, painful, but you know whatever bite. But I, you know I found it, so I can't complain too much. But the weather's getting better. Uh, it's getting warmer, so hopefully, uh, th- you know they'll be they'll be moving up here pretty soon. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but still, it's just it was just nice to get on the water uh, and uh, you know get out there and you know practicing safe distancing and you know all the shit that we got to do these days. And 2020, man, what a year, right? Woo! Uh, but yeah, that's about it, man. Um, a bunch of stuff going on. You know, I, I know they've canceled tournaments, I think, all the way to May. Uh, the National Championship canceled. Uh, a few other tournaments during the month of April canceled. I know our first tournament event, uh, Fuzzy Guppy, it's still in the fence. But we find out tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure uh, it's going to be canceled. Um, it's just it's just a smart move right now. But good news, man. Technology is on our side. Dude, there's, there's, there's still online tournaments going on right now, uh, especially some month long. So we'll start off with uh, uh, my, my man Jackson. You know, I'm sorry, Zach Snore. Uh, he started Cherry Event. Uh, I'll, I'll post some stuff on Facebook about it. But you know, 17 year old kid. Uh, he wants to uh, spend the month of April. You know, everyone. You know, all the anglers across the country competing, raising money, and the winner. The winners get to choose who they want to donate money to that has been affected by the uh, the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID 19. So you know, hospitals, nurses, or ambulance or anything that's that's that you know who could use some help use some financial assistance or whatever he said he's gonna leave it up to you guys but uh it's a month-long tournament starts uh april 1st at 6 a.m central time goes all the way to april 31st 6 p.m um and bet you know best five fish it just gives you something to do for the month of april we ain't got much going on anyway so here's a chance to get back and here's a chance for us to all you know we can't see each other in person right now we can't um you know we can't all meet somewhere down you know, at a KBF event or whatever, and you'll know, have beers and talk shit, but we can still be involved in each other's lives and, uh, you know, do these online tournaments. You know, right now I spend most of my days, I'm not work, you know, hanging out with Ratty, my son, and we just watch uh, Mickey Mouse Playhouse all day long. So with this, at least I'll be able to look at my phone, check the leaders board, see who I'm, who I'm crushing, who's crushing me, and just give, give us something to do to help get through this time. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, Jackson, he's a, he's a hell of a kid, um, and he's doing a great thing. He's giving, he's giving us something to do, so definitely look into it. I know there's uh, some KBF state events and some things like that, but I wanted to bring that one up specifically. Another one, uh, you know, my man, uh, David Cruz, uh, owner of uh, Palm Warrior, he's got so – give me one second. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah, so Palm Warrior, they're, they're having their season opener uh, April 26th, man. Um it's, well, I'll bring you back on the show. Can we talk more about it? But you buy in, you get you know, you get paid out. I'm not sure exactly how much. It might be 100. percent I feel like it's 100 percent, you know, payout. But uh, you know, once again, what else are we gonna be doing in April? 
uh, take advantage of this stuff, man. Um, you know, it's any body of water in the country, I believe. I mean, whatever. I'm going to bring David Cruz back on the show. One, I like that guy. Two, I think it's a great event, especially for where we're at right now. Uh, you know, making the best out of a shitty situation. You know, they say we can get in the water different places and compete and talk shit online or whatever we want to do, man. But uh, you got some people out there who are doing things for us, you know, to help keep us involved in the sport, uh, keep us competing. Um, and just, I mean, we got to have fun, man. We got to enjoy this the best we can because it's, it's not ending as quickly as we want it. So, you know, we got to suck it up and find other ways to entertain ourselves. So I'm going to do these online events. I've never really been a big online event, but, uh, this, uh, this virus has changed a lot in my life. So I'm definitely signing up for them, but those are the, those are two big ones. Like I said, there's your state local tournaments that are doing these month long, you know, do them, do them, have fun. You know, let's, let's get through this shit. But other than that, not much going on, man. Not much going on at all. This virus just takes up pretty much 90% of everyone's time. So uh, and now we'll just jump right into this. My next guest, uh, Mark Edwards, uh, out of West Virginia. Uh, just uh, Actually, hasn't been just. It's been a few weeks now. But he was down there at the uh, Kayak uh, Nation Bassmaster, whatever, opener. Um, and got to walk the stage at the number two place. Second place, man. Uh, a hell of an accomplishment. Uh, guys, a really he's a really nice dude, man. It was really fun talking to him. I've had a chance to talk to him on the phone a few times. It's just like, I'm like, damn, this dude's nice. Uh, probably too nice to be talking to some scumbag like me, but whatever. He he came to the show. We had a good conversation. He got to pick his brain, you know, about how he you know did the tournament, how he approached tournaments in general, and it was a uh, it's good it's good stuff, man. I, I can't. Hopefully, the seasons we can get back into a gear here in the next few months, and I can you know see what these guys can do, uh, you know, when we get back on the water. So. But anyways, that's where we're at now. That's life, life in general. Uh, I hope everyone's safe. Uh, I hope everyone's uh, doing the best they can, enjoying life with their, their loved ones. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about you guys. Uh, but, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Can you hear me? Mark, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, I got you. Uh, welcome to the Dark Waters. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, so uh, what's going on with you right now? Is uh, West Virginia finally gotten uh, some cases? Are you on lockdown or anything? Uh, they're just now starting to do that, man. I don't know what's happening. I mean, they're, we got a um, uh, where I work at actually in Virginia. So West Virginia actually shut down, um, but I'm in Central, so I'm still working for right now. So right, it's, uh, it's man, this is this is craziness. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's different. We're we're in the shit right now, that's for sure. <laughs> so uh, all right, well, man, it's your first time on the show. You want to go ahead and just uh, introduce yourself real quick, just kind of like who you are, what you've done, like what's going on in your life right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm Mark Edwards, and I man, I love kayak fishing. I've I've really fell in love with the uh, the challenge of it. I mean, I used to bass boat fish, and man, it's just so much more challenging and rewarding with the kayak, and it's cheaper. And it's a lot cheaper, and it's I mean, you can do really well in some of these big tournaments and make, and make some cash too. Well, how long you been into the kayak fishing? Um, this is my fourth year, I guess. I've done three years, and I've done one tournament this year. And uh, well, 
what was the big what was the big moment that uh that made you go from the uh the big bass boats to the uh the little kayak well they had a kbf open right near my house so i borrowed a kayak just to try it and all my friends man a lot of my friends was doing it so i just thought you know give it a shot and um where was a two-day event man in the kayak i mean i've never been in one before and it was it's just a totally different world man it's just totally different you got to prepare differently when you go to tournaments you know especially two-day tournaments and stuff i fished the same waters i mean the first day i did well i was like in 15th place out of like 87 but i mean they were total hammers i mean cody milton jay wallen jamie dennison i mean they were some big ones come to west virginia right here my home lake or right. new river it was either bluestone lake or new river right well um now that you're in, like, like how long did it take for you to get into the tournaments? And like, have you just now started doing the national tournaments, or is that something that you've been doing for the uh, the four years? No, nah, all four years. I mean, I've I've always tournament fished out of bass boats. I, I'm a competitor, man. I love to the competition, and uh, the kayaking brings it uh, makes it a lot harder. You know what I'm saying? Where you got other aspects to it instead of just going out there in a bass boat and fishing. You got to think of where you're going to put in. I mean, so much other things go into it with a kayak. Yeah, it's like, like the, uh, the the lack of options that you have in a kayak. I mean, even if you, even if you get one of these uh, the tournaments where you can use a motor, you're only pushing so much speed. And plus, you also got to think about like you know the space that you need for that motor, the power you need for the motor, how much it's going to take away from your tackle, you know, all those different things you got to weigh in. And even then, like it, it's not like you're on a, on a you know on a big bass boat where you can just haul haul ass wherever you want on this lake and, and hit a few honey holes that you found during pre-fishing. Like you got to be, um, you got to know where you're going to go and you got to know that water. I, I think a little better, like, you know, as far as like when you're like eliminating water, like you got to know that water better than you do like in a bass boat or compared to a bass boat where you get just got many options. Like a lot of times wherever you, you put it, the boat, the kayak in, that's, that's where you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch a lot of, uh, you know, the bass tournaments live now, you know, everything's live. So I keep up with everything, and um, they're kind of aggravating to watch sometimes how fast they fish. Right. I mean, they pass up so many fish probably just looking for that active bite every now and then, you know. But, I mean, they cover so much water. And, uh, you know, we're used to, like, grinding it out in a spot or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, we got, like, like I mean, you, you'll try to fish fast. But a lot of times you just got to grab that finesse rod, and you'll sit there you know, for hours trying to find that bite because you don't have it. I guess you, know, you really don't have the option to be like, well, this this place sucks. Now I'm going to, you know, because you know, when I have gotten out of the water before, it's like a, it took me anywhere like 20 to 30 minutes to get out of the water, get into my truck, go find another spot, launch from there, you know, and, and, and get all my gear out and set it up. So it, it wasn't like I could just go to another part of the lake. I had to get out, get out of the water uh, and just waste precious time. Instead, you know, we find most of ourselves doing just like whenever, you know, like there's fish there. You just really got to be patient and, and, and work the problems and find them. Yeah. I mean, um, like when I first started, I mean, my first year, I probably fished maybe – I fished the Mountain State Kayakers, Anglers, and I ended up finishing second in Angler of the Year that year because the only way I knew how to get to the national championship was to uh, qualify through the club. You know, I fished uh, one, KB, one KBF event that year, I think. Yeah. And it was a Mountain State slash KBF Stonewall Jackson tournament. 
and I didn't qualify for the national tournament. So I, um, um, I just stuck it out and fished that club and, and I really got to fall in love with the, with the challenge of kayak fishing. Right. And, but, but like you said, I mean, the first kayak I borrowed, it was a big rig. So I was paddling and it was so much different than a bass boat. I just knew I needed to cover more water. So I went and bought me a pedal drive, a used pedal drive kayak. Yeah. And that helped so much covering water for me. Cause I do fish fast. I, I fish pretty fast most of the time. Yeah. Now what, what, what kind of kayak are you in these days? Uh, big rig, are you still a Jackson guy or do you uh, move on to something else? I don't know. Uh, um, I bought a, a native 10 Slayer, but um, I got a, I got a, a Titan 12 now and I got a Max Slayer coming. So <laughs> I'm a big native guy right now. Now, you're, sure, like, you know, you're one of those guys, because you know, so I know a lot of guys who got like multiple different kayaks. You know, I, and I really have thought about this year, uh, you know, because I'm in the Jackson, you know, the Kusa, you know, HD or whatever, the FD. I got the, I got the, the pedal drive on it, the foot, foot pedals on it. Um, You know, like one thing I learned this year, I went down to like the Santa Cooper and it was a big lake and I was just getting beat up by the wind and, and like the water. And I just, I, you know, I just got to the point where like that kayak just doesn't really seem like it's big, big enough or, or does well. So I'm looking at getting another kayak. Is that something that you do? You got like three different kayaks or different style of bodies of waters or, you know, you know, why do you have so many kayaks? Yeah. Well here at home, man, we got um, a lot of small rivers and stuff. And like, um, now, now, I mean, I fish, there's actually four clubs. Now that first year there was really, I think only two clubs in the state. And now there's four clubs. But, I mean, there's so many small waters around here. So, that's why I keep the, the 10, Slayer 10, yeah. because um, of access. I mean, we got a lot of, uh, you drag your boat down a bank, you know. And I happened to do that with the 12 last year, the Titan. And I'm telling you, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Um, so, it, it's way more maneuverable, you know, with a smaller kayak. Yeah, and I, think but, that's what I'm, I think that's where I'm getting it to now. Uh, you know, like this is like my third year, you know, doing the uh, tournaments, but like I'm starting to see the difference. I guess you know, we start spending a lot more time in the kayak, a lot more time in the water. You start thinking about the things you need and like how your uh, boat's performing. And so you're like, well, I wish I had something bigger, uh, something that was, you know, that was a little bit built for these big open waters. And then sometimes when you get to like the rivers, you know, my Kusa is is on point in those areas. Uh, but I mean, you start learning like what your preferences are, and then you start like the, the hard part is convincing the wife, like, hey, babe, I got to get a big rig. She's like, wow, you got a kayak already. I was like, well, you don't understand. But, you know, and we get in an argument. She wins. So I don't have a big rig yet. But I'm starting to see, like, you know, like, I guess understanding, like, who I am as an angler and and, and the boats themselves and, like, just some of the, the, the advantage that one has over another. Yeah. One, one of my big things is gear. I, I'm, a, um, I'm not one of these guys that just use one bait or something. I like a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. I let the fish tell me that day what they want. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I use a little bit too much gear. It's hard for me to down, downsize my gear. Yeah. So uh, you had a hell of a run at the uh, the, the first Bassmasters or first Bass Nation, whatever you want to call it. You got to watch the stage at the Bassmasters. Uh, what was uh, obviously, you know, if you're if, if you're an angler, you're walking the stage is probably a big deal to you or something you thought about at one point when you were a kid. Uh, what was your influences going into that? Why did you decide to make the trip? Um and just what was your overall like? Go, like were you feeling pretty confident you could go up there compete with the best or you know like just, just like some of the motive that going in going to that tournament? Yeah, I mean after looking the lake over and stuff, I really felt really confident about it. And um, 
I was confident going in. I mean, I, I mean, I really was, but, but yeah, the reason I fished that tournament, I mean, it was a chance to walk across the stage. I mean, I mean, it was the first Bassmaster event. And then I noticed it was on a Thursday and then I was like, man, my work schedule's changed and I'm going to have to use a whole week's vacation, which kind of sucks, you know, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do this tournament. And, um, then I got down there and I had like two great days of practice. I mean, two really good days of practice. I mean, I, I really wish it was a two day event. Cause I mean, I, I, I was, I was catching them pretty good. Yeah. Now, now was it, you know, being down there, was there anything that like, uh, like when we started pre-fishing, was it, was it, was it uh, were you feeling like the pressure of the lake? Cause I know that's a, a highly pressured lake. Um, and I know the weather wasn't being like the, the most friendliest that it could have been. Like, was there, like, was it, did you feel the elements when you were down there? Oh yeah. I mean, it was rough and that that's why I chose the location I did was cause the rain that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of didn't do a whole lot of research. I done a little bit, but I didn't do a whole lot. And then I seen the rains and the calling for floods and I pretty much just picked the um, lower end of the lake, and I figured it was the less affected by the floods. But, like, I showed up on Monday night, and uh, my friends Jody Queen and Corey Dreyer was taken out, and they were kind of laughing. They said there were, like, 40 people here today earlier, and I was like, great. (laughs) But that was the spot that I picked, and Tuesday was my first day of practice, and I had a really good day. And, and I mean, I just said Wednesday, I'm going to fish it again and just try like another backup plan in that area. Just, just to get to know that area even better. Yeah. But, but it was rough condition. I mean, dude, it, it started raining Tuesday night and I mean, it didn't give up till the end of Thursday. I mean, it, and it was raining hard. Right. Now, was it, um, did you have like, uh, like what was the actual fishing? Like, were you finding them slowly? Did you, did you find groups of them like what was like you know what was kind of some of the behaviors you saw while you were pre-fishing well after realizing like uh tuesday morning when i first started it was raining real hard it rained real hard that night um monday night it rained real hard so it was lightning stuff at daylight so i just sat in my truck because i slept right at the ramp and um i didn't even get out because it was you know raining so hard and then once the rain quit man there's like 20 trucks show up and i'm like golly and they're all heading into this little creek you know the ramps right next to this creek called clear creek mm-hmm. so i just decided to go hit main lake stuff maybe i could find a big school of them where this river's flooding you know maybe i can find a big school of them pull up on a point somewhere and just you know bust them anyway that didn't work out there were fish on that point but I, I don't know if i didn't give it enough time or they were fish out there but i just didn't catch them so i hit a couple pockets up there and i and i caught some really good ones i caught an 18 inch largemouth and some 15 inch spots i mean but i didn't beat it up i just just was fishing fast kind of and i was I, if i put a little time in it i could have caught some fish up there but well, hey, I, when, when you pre-fish uh, you know i talked to a lot you know some guys who who've been successful at tournaments and everyone's got like, a different idea like how they approach pre-fishing you know i was talking to mike elsie he, you know, he was the uh the last uh, KBF national champion, he says he doesn't even set the hooks. He just goes out there and just tries to find the bite. I talked to some people who can't help but set a hook, and I found some people who will just find a fit. You know, if they get a bite or if they find a fit, one fish, they leave that area alone and they mark it. Like, what are some of the things that you do during pre-fishing to, uh, you know, get you ready for uh, the game day? 
I, I'm, a, I'm more of a one fish guy. I mean, I'll catch one and then leave, you know, I mean, I just don't beat them up, but, right. but like the only thing they were hitting, man, the only thing I could get them to hit was jerk bait or crank bait in practice. Mm. And they were eating them up. And like my first jerk bait was a mega bass that I had tied on. And, uh, in 10 minutes I caught two fish and I'm thinking, Oh great. You know, it's mega bass. I don't want to mess this bait up, you know? So I right. put it in a tackle box and grab out another one. And, dude, I go through three more jerk baits, and I can't get a bite on it. I mean, you know, it's weird. You know, I don't know if it's yeah. the jerk bait location or, you know, I don't know. But I just quit getting bites, and uh, I kept cranking, and, and I figured out something with the crankbait. And then I then I tossed the Alabama rig a couple times and caught a couple like that. And I was like, you know, I can catch fish up there. So I went down the lake and tried some pockets down there. And they wasn't, they didn't produce. There were bait. There were so many, but there was just bait everywhere in that lake. Everywhere I went, I found bait fish. Yeah. So that, that makes it kind of tough too, you know. Right. But I mean, it's definitely, it's not, a, it's not bad to find bait fish, but. Yeah. When there's that much in every place you go, it's like, you know. Right. I see what you're saying. So, um. Well, how are you feeling come like the actual uh, tournament day? Were you feeling pretty good that you found like a pattern, you found something you could work with, and uh, did, did things start off good for you? Did it start off slow? Um, and, you know, and what, what was the whole feeling of the of the tournament of the tournament day in general? If you can answer all those questions, if you can remember all those questions I just asked you. <laughs> yeah, man, the uh, uh, tournament day it started really slow for me, but I was really confident because late Tuesday evening in my first day of practice, I went up in that creek. Once I realized the the south of the ramp main lake pockets wasn't worth nothing so i knew i had two up there that would produce a little bit but it was so far to go in a kayak you know yeah. a lot of time so i went in there tuesday and i found them schooling man i mean just there were a couple acres of fish schooling dude it was unreal and uh the, but the conditions man tuesday evening of practice was high pressure really really warm it was close to 70 degrees and like it was getting ready to start raining it was muggy and and it wasn't no wind and uh and tournament day man it was just totally opposite all day wednesday it was like high 50 and rained so wednesday they never did school or nothing like that mm -hmm. uh but I, but i went all the way back in there wednesday practice and really uh found some more largemouth back in their shallow on a bank so that was kind of my plan to start on them schooling fish and then go go work at bank for largemouth in the back um, but it was kind of crazy how many finished in the top 10 in that one area. I mean, there was a lot of good fish caught in that small area. You think it had to do with just like just making the right decision after all the rain and, uh, you know, everything that you were talking about before when you were uh, doing like uh, your map reading and just, just, just deciding where you thought would be the best body of water to fish? Yeah, that was the best place for that for that um, situation with the, with the storm. I'm sure – if it wasn't storming as near as bad, the upper end of the lake would have produced a lot better because right. I think they had a lot more current up there and they had, uh, they wasn't that many big, uh, creeks that this Creek kind of was like a lake. It didn't have the current as much as the other ones did. Yeah, I mean, well, they, well, how would, how would, how would you describe that lake? Uh, I mean, was it a lot of structure? Was it a deep lake, grass lake? Um, you know, like what, what was your overall thoughts on the lake? It's winter pool. I mean, it's uh, it's a typical southern lake, I guess. It has 
um, what you call clay banks, you know, clay banks, rocks. There were hardly any wood in the water. I mean, I found one place that had some laydowns in the water. Uh-huh. Um, I practiced slightly in that area. You know, I didn't want to catch one in there, but, man, it looked so good. And tournament day, that was right near where my largemouth spot was, and I worked it over really good. And I I was really surprised that I never caught a really good largemouth out of there. Or, or a good, I mean, I never caught a fish out of it. I don't know why. Well, so, you know, looking like, you know, everybody wanted to fish down there, man. This is, this is a huge event for uh, kayak fishing. Like, if, if there were, just about every big name was there, you know, in our, in our, in our community. Um, were you feeling any pressure? I mean, like, I know you could, I know you know, like, Dryer, and I know you know, uh, you, uh, God, I can't, his name, Queen, Jody Queen, yeah, Jody Queen, all those guys, and those are some really good sticks, but you had, like, you just just names, you know, Christine Fisher, Russ Snyder, um, Cody Milton, um, Matthew Scott, just just a bunch of people that you know that, that that do well and who have had a history of of doing really well. Were you feeling any pressure at all, or are you just that confident yourself? I mean, what, what were the thoughts on the competition? I mean, I was I was really confident. I'd have been really disappointed if I didn't make the top twenty percent. That the top 20% gets to go fish the classic next year, you know, the, like a Bassmaster championship kayak thing. Right. Um, that, that was my main total goal. And actually once I got a limit, that's the first thing I did was check the leaderboard and see where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I seen I was in like 12th place with the limit and, uh, like an hour and a half to go. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I was pleased with that, but then they were biting so good. I mean, when I come back to where they were schooling at Tuesday and where I started, you know, first thing Thursday morning, um, I think I come back around 1230 and the wind was really blowing hard. And man, once I figured out one cast, man, it was like four casts in a row. I called, oh, well, first two maybe my limit and the next two I called. And then maybe 30 minutes later, I ended up catching my last keeper. So I ended so- up catching. So like you didn't even know you didn't even know what place you were in until after the tournament because you, you say one hour left left in the uh you had, you had an hour left and you were at 12th place no 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 like no it was like an oh, hour okay. and a half left, dude and i was catching them every cast i mean oh wow I, went, I was like in 12th place and so my next cast i was in ninth place next cast i was in sixth place oh, and wow. then it was like a 15 or 20 minute wait there and uh everybody's starting to come back to the ramp too because this spot wasn't 200 yards from the ramp which was crazy uh, it wasn't an ideal place that you want to find a bunch of schooling fish you know you'd want to find them way off by yourself somewhere so yeah, there was a lot of when i caught that last one and somebody was i think it was cool was telling me that i tied for the lead and it was like three minutes where it went offline or something oh wow yeah, I mean, it had to feel good too, right? Because uh, just you know, one catch a limit in a tournament like that too, to know that to just be able to keep upgrading the way you did and, and getting into those top positions. Like, I mean, most I mean, you look, you imagine like everyone that was at that tournament, majority of them were having a hard time, and a majority of them couldn't find fish. A majority of them were just like, why can't I find them? And here you are, you know, this special little spot, twenty, you know, two hundred feet from the uh, the boat launch, just wearing them out. Yeah, I mean, like. I really believe like some days it's just meant to be, you know, some things are meant to be and you just, I mean, there's just nothing you could do. I mean, it was, everything I did was like, right. 
You know what I'm saying? And I've and trust me, I've had plenty of them days where it was the exact opposite, where I couldn't do nothing right. Right. You know, and just have horrible days, losing fish, breaking them off. But these <laughs> I mean, fish, they, they were hitting that rig, and I don't know. It, you just had to reel it real slow, and man, they were just coming in there and like knocking all the baits. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can feel them hitting it yeah. several times before you hook them. It's crazy. Well, so, so what were you? So how did you find out? You know, you know, I, I tried my best to watch the uh, the tournament ceremony. I was busy, so I was just getting like highlights. Like, how'd they tell you guys what place you came in and who won? Like, did they, did they tell you before you walked on the stage? Uh, they 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 do it as you're on the stage and just calling up place by time. Like, how was it as far as uh, you know, figuring out who who placed what? Uh, I tell you what, I done a lot of praying, and I believe. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, cause. I'm not like big on speaking in front of crowds and stuff, you know? And so the civic center, I was like in the lead when it went offline, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And everybody at the ramp was congratulating me and stuff. And I, I actually left 15 minutes early just to get loaded up. Cause we had a camera boat there and there was honestly 40 people put in there. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So I left 15 minutes early to get my kayak on my truck. You know what I'm saying? I was going to make it sure I was there early. And but at the Civic Center, man, I was a nor- nervous wreck because I knew I was in the lead and everybody knew they were tagging me. My phone just blew up for days, dude. It was it was unreal. But um, they told us after the Civic Center, you know, they called us in the top 10 and uh, they told us not to say anything to one another. And, but I did hear before we ever done all that, that somebody had caught, you know, called up or there were several that caught fish after two o'clock. And I was like, I never did let them know that I didn't. But it, it made me at ease because I figured I was in the top five. You know, I figured several people passed me. So yeah. I was actually, I actually slept really good. No, I don't think Jim slept. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you slept very good because that's rough. I mean, you wait a whole day to find out. Well, actually, almost two days to find out who, you know, who yeah. won it. We're yeah, up on the stage. I was just hoping I was in the top five, to be honest with you. I mean, you, they called Russ and then. Eric and I'm like, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I mean, second place, man, it's not bad at all. It's right next to first place. Uh, I mean, and your overall goal was just to, uh, like you said earlier, was just get that 20% and make it to the uh, the classic next year. Um, how how much does this event like kind of change change? Because I mean, this, this sport's growing. Um, everyone's you know like. Whatever, it's, it's a fun sport, whether you're going to be a pro or this is just a, a really expensive hobby or whatever. It's just one of those sports where anyone can do it right now. Um, you, How has this changed you as an angler, as a competitive angler? And just, you know, are, are, are people wanting to talk to you, you know, about sp- sponsoring? Or is Are you look you know, before this whole uh, virus came in, it kind of took the momentum out of everything in life. But uh, what were some of the things that you were seeing that was going to be different for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean – Personally, I only had one sponsor, and Fishing Online, I mean, they they sponsored, like, all our local club, West Virginia club tournaments, so um, they got to know me through that, and last last year, I was on their, um, um, uh, like, promotional staff team, you know, as a, as a and uh, I done really, really well last year. I mean, I, I won seven different tournaments last year, so um, I fish a lot. Like, I mean, I went from the first year maybe fishing – eight to 10 kayak tournaments to the last two years i fished 25 plus tournaments probably nice i mean i fished a lot 
but but it's opened up so much more opportunity i mean and, and fishing online they upgraded me to their pro staff so um which is a great deal and uh yeah man i mean it's it's looking up the only thing's killing is this coronavirus stuff man it is killing everything because nobody nobody knows the future i mean they can't make no you know i mean we can't make no decisions until no i mean uh, i don't most don't even know, yeah most of us don't even know if we're gonna be able to fish next week uh you know as far as these uh these rules and the whatever these lockdowns get stricter i mean i know here in new york the parks lakes and things like that are open and they, they waive fees but who's to say that you know as people you know keep being people like you know how long before they shut that down i know in california they shut down the beach the trails the parks i don't know i don't know what that means about being a kayaker on the water i'm saying like it, it, we just don't know right now it's just everything's just like so unpredictable i couldn't imagine i mean like i mean these days like what's the point of even like really planning for the future like let's just kind of worry about the day make sure that our families are okay and uh you know enjoy life as much as we can but this is like kind of just like suck the momentum out of everything that was going on this year yeah i mean it's but but i'm telling you the Bassmaster thing the brand of Bassmaster. I mean, it is, it opens up so much more opportunity for us, you know what I'm saying? And right. it's actually a platform that's stationary, you know what I'm saying? It's solid. And, and they're, they're new to it. They don't, they don't know a lot about the kayak and they're very little at all. I mean, yeah. you got uh, Steve and, and Dwayne, you know, who ran that event. And then I think it was uh, Patrick Malone. Was that his name or? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, somebody that run the Texas event. I mean, they're allowing guys that know how to run the kayak events, run them, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it's just a stable platform. I mean, how many other tournaments are you going to get? You're going to walk off a stage after they call, you know, second place and hand you your check. I yeah. mean, when we went behind the curtain back there, they handed the check. That's awesome. That's, yeah. That, I don't think anyone does that. No, but the, that, that's one of the things they do. I mean, I, I fished a bass opens before as a co-angler. Co mm -hmm. I mean, years ago and um man you know you have to have all your stuff in way ahead of time you know and and if you notice with the kbfs and all that everybody waits to the last minute i mean like the last day to sign up yeah so i would love to have the opportunity to go to lake fork after watching them you know i watched the uh, major league fishing live at friday and they absolutely killed them and you know all the fish were spawning shallow and that's that's what i really like i I really like fishing like that, shall we? Nice. Oh, man, like, you know, that was a good win. I really wanted to talk to you. I knew life got busy after you won because, you know, all eyes were on you guys. Um, so here we are now. Like, what's the, uh, you know, with all this unfortunate stuff going on and just the unpredictability, like, what do you foresee right now uh, just with, just just strictly with fishing? Are, are we looking at other, like, online tournaments? Or are we just going to fish leisurely as we can? Like, what are some of the things that you're seeing for right now as, you know, as life as we know it? Yeah. I mean, like I actually done a radio show Saturday and, uh, and, um, after that I went to the local lake here and trout fish with my girlfriend. Um, but, but yeah, the online man, I, that's what I plan on doing. Yeah. I signed up for the monthly, you know, I mean, I got to get qualified for the KBF next year. I mean, which is, it's just, I mean, we just, there's so much uncertainty out there, man. Yeah, I know. Like, we all wish we'd know some answers, but we're going to have to just wait it out for at least a month, probably. At least a month to even, you know, guess what's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Well, shit, man, I wish there was uh, kind of more to talk about this uh, 
the, the, uh, the virus is kind of just like, you know, like there's no new tournaments coming up right now that I know of. There's no, uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, it's just so whatever. If I can just get people to talk about what's going on in their life right now. And, you know, and you just happen to have a really big event recently. So made the show a little bit easier, but I just want to thank you for coming on. I know life gets busy right now, but, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's an honor to have you on the show. You know, big win. Your name's out there now. We just gotta get the, we gotta get the things back to normal so we can keep the momentum going, right? Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, I listened to you and Kurt there the other day. On Kurt was talking about you know the Bassmaster event. I mean, he he's won the KBF. You know, as big as it gets. Yeah. But I'm telling you that that bass that stage is just it's it's something else. I mean. When you see in Gerald Swindle behind the stage, and I mean, I jumped in a truck with John Cox and Ray Hanselman to go back to my truck. I mean, I rode with them back to the truck yard. I mean, the VIP, they gave us VIP passes for all weekend. We were in there. Man, there's just so much stuff. It was just an awesome experience. And I can't yeah. wait to next year. I mean, and the next year is going to be even a bigger, you know. I mean, next year is going to be actually the classic championship. Yeah. So it's going to be huge. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming to the show. Let's keep in touch. Uh, good luck with everything else that's going to go on this year. You know, hope you're safe. Hope we stay healthy, and we'll talk soon, man. You got my number. I got your number. Uh, we'll keep in contact. All right. Sounds good, man. Take care. All right. Talk, see you, buddy. All right, man.